all of us. Everyone at the state's academic medical center. All working together to deliver complete care now and for generations to come. All over the state, including hospital and clinic locations from the Delta to the Gulf Coast. All for one reason. You. The University of Mississippi Medical Center. All for your health. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Hi, I'm Dr. Jimmy Stewart, professor of internal medicine and pediatrics at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. On the original Southern Remedy, we answer questions about all aspects of your health and share some of the latest medical information in the news. You can listen to the show on Wednesdays at 11 on MPB Think Radio, or you can subscribe to the podcast by searching for Southern Remedy on your preferred podcasting app. Good morning, and thanks for being with us this morning on Relatively Speaking. I'm certainly happy to be here. We are in the spring, but maybe not all the way in the spring, right? A little chilly, and I want to say hi to my producer, Jay White. Good morning. Hey, hey, Jay. I think today we're talking about emotional triggers, and I think it's a topic that um, we often don't really talk about out in society in general, but many of us have those emotional triggers, those super reactive or hyper reactive places inside us that become activated when somebody else's behavior um, or comments happen. Um, you're kind of laughing, I yeah. see. Yeah, I was just thinking of triggers. Yeah. 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 <laughs> There's some triggers there, right? Um, and, and some of us have triggers that we really would love to do something about because sometimes it really does cause an emotional reaction that other people don't get. So how do you stop a reaction that jumps out, gets in the way of your started off, maybe really good day? Um, So listeners, do you find that there is a comment, uh, maybe a statement, maybe, maybe something there or a situation that can just immediately change your mood and elicit a reaction that you're having that you don't want to have? Um, I would love to hear from you, and so let me know if there is something going on like that, uh, uh, one of those triggers, um, we can talk about it. We can talk about maybe how you can better deal with it as we're moving along in the show. You can send an email, family at mpbonline.org. I will uh, say a thing for a couple of seconds so you can clear your throat there, Dr. Buttress. But uh, how, how's, how have things been for you over the last week or so? How, how, how's it been going? It's, it's actually been going well. I took a few days off after um, our big charter signing for the Mississippi Thrive Project that reached its five-year end, but we're going to continue the work. So good stuff. Absolutely. That sounds awesome. Thank you for asking. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, today, Jay, do you kind of get the emotional trigger thing? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any? Oh, well, let me tell you about it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, for me, uh, an anger trigger 
mm-hmm. I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's an emotion. Yeah. An anger trigger is when a thing that's supposed to just do a simple task goes wrong. And it seems like uh, those things know how to compound. They pile on each other. Mm-hmm. One sees one making a break for it, and they're like, all of the simple processes <laughs> don't have to happen today. Right. Yeah, I don't know how that works, but uh, yeah. Is that something you've always struggled with? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 You know, the <laughs> these emotional triggers really don't have anything to do with mental wellness in general. So there are many people out there who, in general, are happy people, do not suffer from diagnosed anxiety or depression or post-traumatic stress disorder, which some people might link to. Yeah, and those, those three emotion- people are lying. Yeah. <laughs> Well, but yeah, those three people. But <laughs> those three people are being dishonest. Well, <laughs> I'm joking. you're kind of right. All all of us, if we're really honest with ourselves, do not always have the perfect mental state, and and I think that's one thing that um, often it's hard to admit that, you know. I hope gone are the days that when we talk about brain health and mental health, people don't think it's taboo and that you can't admit to having problems with anxiousness at times or stage fright or, you know, whatever, it, anger control over something. Um, but but I, I do think they're not all the way gone. I think people still have difficulty talking about that that quote brain fallacy that that you're not supposed to have and um but the truth is is that we all struggle a little bit with things and if we don't as jay just said probably not being completely honest with yourself well it's weird you know working in broadcast especially a lot of a lot of live broadcast mm-hmm. uh things can go badly sideways mm-hmm and you're just kind of stuck. And when those things happen, when big catastrophic problems happen, uh, I've been blessed with the gene to just kick in and be clutch when that stuff happens. But it's the it's the normal days when the one thing goes wrong that you need to not go wrong for all the the normal flow to happen. Yeah, that drives me crazy. It's so frustrating. Yeah. So um, I'm going to keep going ask, with you ask for these a minute. folks around here yeah. with me and this telephone system we've got. You know, ah, our, yes. our, our, our professional grade phone system that handles calls worse than your uh, your landline that you don't even have anymore in your house. <laughs> why, why do something in one step? Well, 17 will do is my take on this phone system phone we've system. got here. Yeah. But sometimes that thing, you know, it, it's phone system. It's it's not a living thing, but it sure acts like it sometimes, like it has its own personality and wonky moods and things like that. Yeah. So, so um, feel free, by the way, listeners, to jump in and, and test, test Jay, our theory. Yeah, on this wonky <laughs> phone system. And like Liz said in the previous show, you don't have to say who you are if you don't want to. We just want to talk to you about how maybe we can help. But um, as we keep talking about emotional triggers, 
you know, sometimes, obviously, negative emotions are just part of life. They just happen. We get upset about stuff when it doesn't work. That just happens. But sometimes these emotional triggers sort of hijack you. They come, mm. come out of the blue. And then what they do is they interfere with you being successful that day. And so, like, if you get upset with this phone system that sometimes is difficult, maybe you're not able to let yourself think through the quick solution that could happen. Because what happens is, as we keep talking about this over and over on this show, because it's so important, is the you get literally hijacked by your fight or flight phenomena that happens that rush of adrenaline that increased heart rate increased blood pressure the the flow that makes you want to jump up run jump up and down and scream which takes you away from logical thinking um often and so you know that that Fear or anger or fear and anger together sometimes um, can can really be destructive if you don't learn how to better control it. Um, so those emotional triggers, you know, can be something really simple. If you're wondering what I'm talking about, it may be uh, something simple like, do you really think that you should be doing that? It could be a simple statement like that. Or it could be something simple like uh, maybe a phone not working <laughs> and it just, you know, just sending you off. Now, the experts say that it could indeed be something that happened as a, a traumatic event years ago. And it might not be a hugely traumatic event, but something that just ate at you and ate at you and you couldn't get through it. So as you're wondering why sometimes there's something that just makes you feel sad or anxious, uh, keep in mind that it, it might be something that's kind of buried a little bit, and you might have to make yourself think back and think through what really has gone on in your life that that might have caused trouble. Thanks for being with us on Relatively Speaking. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress here with my producer, Jay White, and we are talking about emotional triggers what they are, and why they happen to you. And then probably most importantly, what you can do to push them back and make them leave you alone so that you can live a good life. So we're going to go go to the phones. The first caller we have is anonymous from somewhere in our listening area. Um, hi, good morning. Tell us about your, you said something about comments on weight. Talk to us about that. Yes, I I know that I'm overweight, but it's just like when people just comment on that immediately, and it's like, you know, that's it, it just just makes me angry, you mm. know. And it's like I, I know, I mean, I know it's like okay, 
like I didn't know that I was already overweight. Mm. You know, it, it's just, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You know, maybe other people in the listening area can comment on that. I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I believe that I will just say, I'm going to call you Annie for anonymous. Annie, that, um, that, that is probably one of those common issues that come up for emotional triggers. And I wonder um, if you don't mind talking a little bit more about this. Have you always been overweight? Is it something that you struggled with as a child? Oh, no, no, no. This is something that has happened to me as an adult. And and so tell tell us what, when you said you, you feel angry, how do you deal with it? If somebody says, uh, first of all, if anybody out there feels the need to comment to somebody about their size, whether they're tall or there we go. short or... <laughs> why, is, why are people talking about that? Why are people <laughs> even talking about that? First of all, I'm, I'm getting a little anger here um, about this because it's so inappropriate for people to talk um, pointedly at someone for their physical characteristics that typically they are very aware of and sometimes cannot do anything about it. So um, can you... No, I was just thinking about a friend of mine. um, I was just thinking about a friend of mine who had weight loss surgery done and and her boyfriend broke up with her because because he liked her bigger. You know, so, uh, you know, it's, it's... I, I don't know. There's, there's always, you know, back and forth about all that stuff. But, you know, I, I know that I need to lose the weight, and I mean, it's, it's, I mean, I have to look at it as being like smoking. Some people just, I mean, it's, it's an unhealthy habit, and trying, but trying to quit smoking is really, really hard. And, right. And losing weight is really, really hard. Right. And it, it's just, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, have you developed any kind of coping technique when you get angry? Do you do you say anything? Um, do you have a pat phrase? No, I don't. I just usually just blow it off, mm-hmm. and go on. Mm-hmm. You know. But it does make you feel angry. So, um, a couple of suggestions just to start with. Um, First of all, I would recommend you can you can blow it off or you can say something that perhaps checks the person so that they don't do it again. So that you can say something like, thank you so much for letting me know about something that I'm very much aware of. Um, or um, I'd prefer if you didn't comment on my physical attributes. Um, I think it's okay to say something like that, to own the situation. And sometimes that will make an individual realize that they're doing something that's really inappropriate. Um, The other thing that you can do is for your own health and well-being, make yourself learn what you need to do to calm yourself so that you don't feel that anger. Um, To write it off as, oh, well, this is a person who is not, uh, doesn't have very good social skills. 
in your mind, you can say something like that to yourself. You can say, okay, I'm going to my happy place. I'm getting ready to take these um, deep breaths. I'm going to um, envision that I'm in a, a different place. Make yourself use some of your calming skills to not allow this individual to do what is bad for you because that anger increases heart rate, blood pressure, and does to you something that you don't want it to do. So, well, I usually, usually I just blow it off. But, I mean, and I know that there's, you know, and, and I think a lot of it has to do with, with, you know, like, I think a lot of it has to do with the manner in which they're talking to you about it. I mean, it's different when your doctor is talking to you about it and wanting, you know, wanting mm. you to be healthier or, or something of that, you know, um, I don't know. I mean, it's right, right. Um, I, I, I hear what you're saying. Go I ahead, ex- Jay. I have experience in this. You do. Do you want to comment? Uh, I would say a lot of times uh, I used to be well overweight, and when people would comment to me about this, this is just my personal experience. I'm not. I'm not claiming this for anyone else, but. A lot of times, like nobody was more frustrated about my weight than I was, and so if somebody mentioned it, uh, even in passing, even though it wasn't their intention to frustrate me, what actually was inflammatory about the whole situation was them reminding me how frustrated I am with myself, mm. and that's how that that's it, it. It didn't change that they're the ones that inflamed it, but it wasn't their words necessarily. It was their words reminding me of my frustration for myself. And so I had to learn to give myself a little grace mm-hmm. and not be so explicitly hard on my, or exclusively hard on myself in those types of situations. But looking at it in that way also gave me grace to other people too, that they didn't even know they needed. Yeah, that's, a, that's wonderful insight. Thank you. Yeah, Jay, that was that was really good. And, and, and again, I'm not saying that's 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 not how it has to work for you, but that's a, that's a thing that helped me work through it. Yeah, I, I think that's great. Um, Jay, did you ever say to the individual who made a comment, um, I, I know and I'm very frustrated with this? Well, you know how this works. Uh, you say it to the people who are close to you. Yeah. Uh, and those are probably the people you shouldn't say it to. You mm. should you should say it to the people who you don't have a relationship with, and you shouldn't be worried about what they think or feel about mm. you in, in situations like that. But usually you save it for the people who are the closest and the ones who love you the most, and it's the most destructive to strike uh, back in situations like that. Well, but not, Ain't that the way we always are? It, it, it is. <laughs> it is. But I don't know that I would call it striking back to to calmly come up with a phrase that you would say – so that they understand that they shouldn't say anything again. Like, yeah. yes, and I'm very frustrated with this. I don't need it pointed out to me. I know you're concerned. Maybe to say something like that. Um, but please don't point it out again. I'm working on it. Yeah. Um, I, I, or if you're not working on it, I'm happy the way I am. Um, and I don't, I don't know, you know, I think, Annie, I don't know where you are in your own space, but that's one of those things that, you know, 
I think it's okay to say it to somebody that you love and that loves you, because even when we love somebody very dearly, we don't always do the right thing for them. And, um, you know, my husband and I talk a lot about the radio show before I I come on, and he and I were talking about it. And, and, and he pointed out an emotional trigger that he has, and I'm one of the ones who pushes that emotional trigger. And we talk through that. I think it's important to try to learn how to address things so that they don't continue to to eat at you. And so, you know, the commitment, though, has to be on both sides. Um, it won't always be, though. There will be that person, maybe, who is close to you who's going to continue to push that emotional trigger. And so you might need to learn how you're going to cope with it yourself, just like you did, Jay. And and there might be some times when you do have to turn your back and turn around and just leave. Um, but to make sure that you don't let it be to your destruction so that you're not leaving a situation that is perhaps good for you, except for this emotional trigger that you need to learn how to handle. Okay. Uh, Thank you so much. Well, thank you so much for calling and starting us off in this discussion. Um, Good luck, and and I hope, I I think Jay's insight was really good. Thank you, Jay, for that. It really was. Thank you again. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, let's stay on the phone. We We always want folks like that to call us back. Yeah. Let us know. You know, it don't have to be next week, but stay in touch with us. Yeah. Let us know how you're, uh, how you're, uh. I was going to say struggle, fight, whatever you want to call it. Your yeah. path. Yeah. That's how it's going. Well, how you're dealing with the trigger. Yeah. Has it gotten better? Is it no longer a trigger? Yeah. Is it one of those things that you can truly... Your story. That's the best That's the off. best of what I was yeah. looking for. Yeah. Good. Okay. We're talking about emotional triggers and how to handle them, what they are. What what, it, what does it do to you? And, and how have you tried to deal with it all right well we have gene in texarkana arkansas hey gene well how you doing i'm actually in crawfordsville arkansas uh i don't know how i got well maybe my gps is giving the wrong wrong signal everywhere but anyway um yes i was hearing your uh conversation uh basically when uh i heard you say well what triggers you guys have i'm like well i'm 360 degrees of trigger. One side is Elmer Fudd and one side is Yosemite <laughs> Sam. So <laughs> that's a lot of trigger pulling. <laughs> and I just, uh, I'm a truck driver for 28 and a half years. I really want to retire, but there's two common denominators that trigger me, and probably uh, one of them's people. <laughs> <laughs> okay. People in general. People in general. I mean, that's okay. Misanthropy. I mean, I read. I mean, I read a lot of Henry David Thoreau and people that I uh, know. My favorite TV shows are Quiet and Kane. You know, Kung Fu and Clint Eastwood and Spaghetti Western. So I mean, I just kind of I, I get annoyed with uh, a lot of. I don't know horseplay that's not initiated by me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, this, uh, I've ruined a lot of relationships. I mean, uh, 
I live alone, which is not surprising, but I, I like it. But I just I have a feeling, you know, when you get upset, you just need to say it. But after I say it, it you know, it's like, oh, geez, I burned the whole house down. Maybe I should mix some water with it next time. <laughs> I hear you. And, you know, Jean, I I think that, well, may I ask you a couple of questions before I... I don't mind. Okay, thank you. Um, first of all, how was I've your child... I've been fired by, by five jobs in a row before, and I'm 60 years old now. I mean, I'm big six, so... And and a lot of that is is from outbursts that you've had. Oh, a lot of outbursts yeah. and just. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm right, but it's just the way I say it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. Come on, I felt that right there. I felt that being right, but in just the way you say it. <laughs> when he said that, the way he said it, I felt that in my heart. Did you? I did. And well, and it can be absolutely true. Absolutely. You might be right. I un- don't like truth. Yeah. Often they don't like truth, especially if they are your boss and someone who is a good troll <laughs> or, mom. Or, or your mother or your significant other. And so you do. They feel uh, insignificant when I burst outburst. They so, don't feel so significant when I have an outburst. But those are all positions that cannot be great at accepting feedback to begin with. That's right. Yeah. And I, I think that, Gene, it sounds like even when you're right, you're having difficulty responding to something in a calm, controlled manner. Is that correct? Yeah. yeah. It yeah. did. Did you grow up like that? Did you have a home life that? You know, to be to be honest with you, uh, my dad had a hot temper. He was a policeman and a deacon. I, mean, I was born and raised Catholic, and. Uh, uh, I remember, you know, forced to go to church. You know, I was the smartest and the, you know, and the oldest, and uh, I was made to watch kids that, you know, that I didn't have them, so I didn't have to watch them. And, and I just, oh, you should share with your brother and sister, and not, you know, you know, you should share more with your brother and sister than you do the kids outside. But I mean, I didn't. The kids outside were. You know, I was buying their love or buying their affection. Like, I wasn't buying it. I just wanted them to play with my dump truck. And I wanted to bring the football out whether I played or not. You know, I just, uh, there's just a lot of direction. Every every emotion had a tag on it. Every thought had a tag on it by my mother. And there's mm-hmm. all these expectations. And I mm-hmm. I hated them. I mean, uh, I, was, I really read the Briars Miggs, uh, the Myers Briggs uh, profile. and I was a hands-off child, but unfortunately, my parents didn't know that. Yeah, you know, yeah. I wasn't supposed to be poked and prodded and shaped and molded all the time, and I, I resented it. Every I resented it. Mm-hmm. I did. Yeah, and it sounds like you're still struggling with some of that. Yeah. Um, so, um, so you're a, a truck driver now. Um, well, that, I drive local and home every day, so I'm gotten off the road. But I mean, I just don't. Uh, I mean, it's the best job I ever had, and I gotta bite my tongue. But I'm on final warning about, you know, throwing something at somebody. So I mean, I have, I have issues. <laughs> well, Gene, it sounds like it it might be a, a good thing for you to seek professional help. Have you ever done that? 
Yeah, a little bit. A little not, bit. Not any, not, I mean, not any long-term stuff. You know, it costs may- too much money. Well, I, I understand it does, but a few sessions, not long-term, might be really helpful to give you some tools on how to take care of this. I will say that there's some telehealth, behavioral health counseling now. Oh, I'm, the, I did better help a while. Uh-huh. I did better help a little bit. Yeah, that was pretty good. And, you know, sometimes... I, I still have his number. Go back for some reinforcers, maybe, Gene, because sure. it sounds like these emotional triggers, and, and it does sound like that this goes back to your childhood and something that you probably were not able to make what was going on with you as a child stop. And so now when there's any inkling of the same kind of behavior as far as direction or telling you what to do or perhaps how to do it, then it elicits that fight or flight emotional response that makes you have one of those emotional reactions that is not well thought out. And so you may be right. You may be saying things that are the truth, but you're likely saying them in a very negative way that is probably feeling hurtful to the other individuals. So keep it in mind, even even if it is frustrating you, that quick snap jump response of anger is going to make people become much more defensive. So I'm sure that that you've been um, recommended to use some of those stop, count, breathe, all of that. Honestly, I know it sounds trite, but it really does work if you can make yourself stop. Um, Now, I'm going to say one other thing. Occasionally, individuals who have that that really abrupt, impulsive temper break, um, occasionally people need a medication that might help. And so I'm, I'm a big fan of behavioral therapy, mental health therapy. Um, occasionally, medicines are needed. So I want you to, to think about that and try to be open for that, too. Sure. Okay. okay. Well, good luck. And again, like Jay said, we need some feedback. We would love to hear back from you and and let us know what happened with the next situation. Okay. So do oh, something I'm, I'm to help doing yourself. Better. I'm, my probation is almost up. I made a year without any radical. Uh, oh, congratulations. Uh, I'm, I'm good. I'm almost it'll be June by, by about mid middle of the. Uh, summer, so uh, we'll see. I, I'm learning in my old age. <laughs> good deal. Well, good luck, and please call back. We love. You. We'd love yeah. to hear back from you. This is relatively speaking, and and we're talking about those emotional triggers that hijack your life, and how we can deal with them, and what we should do about them. And yeah, I want to bring one thing out that Jay was actually asking me about during the break. Um, all all emotional triggers do not cause 
um, emotional outbursts like anger or anxiety. But but what what can happen? Sometimes the emotional triggers response is is not solely mentally mental. Um, like I said, it can increase the heart rate. It can present with those physical symptoms, nausea, shaking. You can even get dizziness, um, and often that dizziness is from the hyperventilation that we do when we get upset about something. Sweaty palms. Um, some of those, you know, for for some people, it it might be getting up in front of people. For others, it might be walking into a party. Um, well, for me, sometimes it was like, um, depending on where my, my mood was, a trigger could make me angry. And then sometimes it could just like, if, if I didn't have that energy, that same trigger would just cause like maybe dejection. Right. Or something like that. Anger <laughs> without the energy to follow through with it, I guess, maybe is kind of what that is uh, to right. some certain extent. Well, or So not always like an outburst or an angry right. or an emotional thing. Sometimes some, the same thing will happen. I'll just be like... <sighs> You know, and it's just one of those days for the rest of the day. Well, and that can be the response, the only response that some people get, that they feel this overwhelming sadness Mm -hmm. or this overwhelming anxiety, not anger. And so, yes, um, emotional triggers don't mean that you just have impulsive anger. It means that you have a response to something that sort of takes away the joy of your day um, or makes you feel ill and sick. So, um, yeah, let's go back to the phones. Um, We have R.W., um, a wife who's diagnosed with an emotional trigger. Um, Hi, R.W., thank you for sharing. Yes, ma'am, and if I've skewed away from today's topic i apologize but um yeah i've been married to uh, my wife for 26 years and about eight years ago i mean it was just like a, a wave change came over in fact and and it, it actually came when we were in the throes of passion if that's not being too much information <laughs> and 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 since that point, uh, she kind of has gone or just done a 180 from the mm-hmm. person that she used to be in. I believe it's been about five years ago, she uh, went to see a doctor. And she told me that the doctor you know, said that she uh, was probably bipolar but wasn't going to do anything as far as uh, uh, pharmaceuticals go until she visited with a psychiatrist and she had that appointment set up and everything, but never went. Mm. And since then, and since then, I mean, um, literally she hasn't touched me in an intimate way in eight years. Mm. Uh, and, and her attitude, so I can't do anything right. Nothing, absolutely nothing. Uh, and, you know, she speaks to me as if, I don't know. I don't even know. I mean, hmm. oh, in, in a way that's not caring or loving. I guess that's the best way to put yeah. it. But uh, how do, how, I mean, I've, I've even thought about bringing the subject back up. You know, why, you, know, you need to go 
see the you know the doctor again, but I'm I'm afraid she'll take it the wrong way. Uh, yeah. So, R.W., I'm you know you're talking about something that happened a long time ago. Everything seemed really good, and then and then. Um, like during or shortly after uh, a lovemaking episode, then her behavior completely changed, um, and and no signs of um, emotional issues or relationship issues before that. Is that correct? Uh, pretty yes, ma'am. No, pretty it wasn't. It wasn't anything. You know, any kind of signs or anything before that, and. Uh, and, and, and when I say we were in the throes of passion, I made a playful comment, nothing that was lewd or anything like that. And when I made that comment, she said, stop. And, and, and like I said, that was the last time that we were together in that capacity. Huh. I've, had, I've had people tell me, you know, get a girlfriend, leave her. But the, the whole bipolar thing sticks with me. Yeah, that it may not be her fault. Well, okay, R.W., that does not um, you don't suddenly develop bipolar. Okay, you don't. That's there should have been some signs prior to that. Um, It would make me wonder if there was some some incident that happened to her as a child, perhaps, um, and that she, it, that whatever comment, if that was truly related, um, evoked such an emotional response, almost like post-traumatic stress disorder. Um, this is a long time that you have been dealing with this, and it it doesn't sound like a great situation. you Sound like you do truly love her, though, if you're still there and trying to figure out how to make things better. Um, I I would be concerned, too, that she might need to have a neurologic workup. Um, so just a good physical um, and an evaluation, not not only mental health, but also physical, because that's concerning that something happened during that one period that has affected her whole and your whole life since then. That's a lot of years. So I would encourage you to um, come up at a calm time, not when you're frustrated or are upset but to say i'd really like to sit down and talk i love you i care about what's going on i really want us to have the relationship we had and do you think that you and i maybe together could go and talk to someone and see if we can figure out how to make this better it might be the best thing to do is to first offer to go with her and and that you both need to talk. That way she'll really see this is a partnership. Yes, ma'am. I'd give okay. it a try. Well, well, like I said, I've just, I, I've missed her. I've been real lonely without her. And like I said, I've had people, you know, well, can I get a girlfriend. Let me jump in for a second. You, yeah. you, yes, you specifically said that all this stuff switched when you said a thing. Right. Now, right. it's been a long time ago now, so right. I'm guessing y'all have had plenty of time at some point or other to come back and revisit 
whatever that statement was and how it made her feel? Well, it has not come up. In fact, she didn't even. I mean, you will not even discuss sexual, you know, things. I'm not even like, talking about the, the the activity that was happening. I'm talking about the words that changed her from one person to another, according to according happen. to your description of it. And I'm saying, like, I I would be to the point where, like, hey, the rest of our life is not going forward until you tell me what was the deal with that and and what yes. what it made you feel like and why it's changed. And if you love me, then we have to get out of the place we are right now. Because okay. what you're experiencing I, right now is not, that's not marriage, it's not relationship, no. it's not love. None, none of those right. three things are the way you're being treated right now. Yep. Yeah. And, so that, I, and I think that if you love me is probably a statement that needs to be placed in there. And if she says, I don't, then you know where you stand. And look, right? I'm not trying to villainize her. No, no, no. You know, of course she, not. something may be something may have put her in a place where she's blocked from feeling those emotions and being able to express them to you. And maybe right. that's the thing. That's what y'all need to get to to knock that block out of the way so that y'all can, you know, freely, exactly. freely feel love around each other. And right. again, well, you, you, R.W., let me just uh, say this real quickly, too. Um, it might be helpful, back to what I was suggesting, to suggest that y'all go to a marriage family counselor together so that you can have someone there who helps direct the conversation if you've tried this before and it hasn't worked. Okay. Are you asking if we tried that? Is that what your question is? Yeah. Have you? Yes. Yeah, matter of fact, we we tried uh, we tried several different counselors within our church, mm-hmm. and and it's almost like our situation was more than they could deal with. Counselors could deal with. Yeah, um, many times church counselors are very good, but um, are not highly trained in specific areas. So you might want to check with a professional family counselor. Or couples counselor is what I would suggest. Okay. All right. All right. But to, to to verify what he was asking, I asked several times uh, shortly after that happened. What did I say? What you know? What? And all I got was I don't want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, it sounds like you've but, given her a bunch of room yeah. and space. Yeah. Like to a fault, too much. <laughs> it, it can be. Uh, it can be okay for you to say, hey. Talk to me about this. You're half invested in that relationship equally with her. Right. It's okay yep. for you to say, hey, I need you to get to me in this situation. I've been waiting on you for a long, long time. Come meet me over here. I'm tired of waiting on you. It's okay for you to say that. Is it okay for him to say that? I'm just, I'm not the one with a, I'm not a doctor between yeah. the, you and me. It is okay to be honest. I would take it down a notch and yeah. say it and then... And and R.W., I think one of the issues may be that you're afraid of what she's going to say. You're afraid that if you push her, she may say, I don't want to be in this relationship anymore. And you need to be ready to face that because what you're in right now does not sound like a good relationship for you. You said you were lonely, and we've we've talked about being alone versus being lonely. You have someone in your house, and you're lonely. 
that's not okay. That situation does need to be fixed. So take the take the passion down a little bit from where Jay was, but I think he he is right. You do need to move forward with that. Okay? I was gonna, I was going to ask Jay if he could ride up here. <laughs> uh, that no, that may that may be the wrong screen you need to bring to that door. All right, RW, good luck. We we wish you good luck. I want us to get to Rachel, who has been so very patiently waiting. Rachel in Eupora. Um, Rachel, you have a question about unannounced visitors. Talk to us about that. Yes, I've actually lost a friend that I had for years and years because she kept showing up unannounced. And the last time she did that, she had actually driven over two hours to see me, but I had told her previously <clears throat> in an email that the weekend, that weekend was not a good weekend to come, and she came anyway. And after she had driven all those miles, I went outside to, uh, where she was in the car with her husband and told her, just point blank, I'm not, I'm not seeing visitors today. And she left. Um, on another occasion, a lady came. I don't rake my leaves unless I'm really pushed into it. Mm-hmm. And a neighbor uh, came to my yard with a rake and uh, some trash bags and an extra rake and said, we're going to rake leaves. And I had already made plans for the day. I was right in the midst of leaving, and I told her this. And when I came back, she was still raking leaves. And I thought I had lost another friend. But um, I took her some, I took her a bouquet of flowers from the forest. And we've since uh, made up. But my other friend, I did reach out to her, uh, called her. She didn't answer, and I asked her to please call me. If she were, if we were to make contact again, how should I handle it? What should I say? Well, Rachel, uh, I hear you, and I, there are a lot of people who don't like uh, drop-in visitors. I, I think it's it's very appropriate for you to declare that, you know, I have other plans. I'm so sorry you traveled this whole way. Um, As I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, this was a bad time to come. Um, Let's come up with another time. Now, you may have been really frustrated when she came, and so you were abrupt with her. That's happened. That's history. Um, What I would do... Rachel is write her a note and write her a heartfelt note. I mean, literally put a stamp on it and send it uh-huh. in the mail if you haven't done that. And just no, yeah, just let her know that you care about her. You don't want to lose her as a friend. You'd like to reconnect. Um, you can say one of my idiosyncrasies or whatever you want to call it is that I I do not do well with unannounced visitors, but I love you and I want to to be your friend again. So what can we do? You know, I think to to 
to revisit that might be a good idea. Mm-hmm. Well, I appreciate your input, Doctor. Uh, I, I will say that uh, over the years that we were friends, she was very controlling, uh-huh. and I actually worry that maybe I don't want to renew this. Well, and you may not, and that is something that you want to think about, Rachel. So our time is up. I'd love for us to revisit that. Yeah, is a friend really a friend to you, and and is it where is the friendship worth it? We'll talk about that sometime. So thanks, everyone, so much. Southern Remedy is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded in part from a grant from the University of Mississippi Medical Center. I hope you want to listen to this show again or past episodes. Don't forget, you can go to your favorite podcast app by searching Southern Remedy, Relatively Speaking. This show is a production of MPB Think Radio. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress with Jay White, and we'll see you next week. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.